You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, your Penn State podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, September 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com. Happy to be with you here, as always, because we actually have a Penn State football schedule that we can actually break down and look forward to. Of course, it's not going to begin until October 24th, so we still have some time to dive into preview mode. But now that we've got an official schedule for the third time this year, we'll take a look at it and take a look at some of the highs and lows and really where Penn State could very well be going this upcoming season. We do these podcasts at least three times a week. We're going to be bumping that up to five times a week as we get closer to the season, so stay tuned. Make sure you never miss a single episode by subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Whatever you're using to listen to this podcast right now, hit that subscribe button. And then after the episode, go back and leave a rating and review. Let us know what you thought about the episode, what you think about the show. Your feedback helps us build this show, so it's something that you want to come back to and, of course, share with your friends and family and your fellow Penn State fans. So the more feedback we get, the more subscriptions we get, it's only going to help this show grow and improve moving forward. Can't do it without you guys. Can't stress that enough. We also want you to stay socially connected with us in as many ways as possible. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. A lot of stuff to dive into in today's episode as we break down Penn State's third version of the 2020 college football season schedule. And let's do that right now. Late last week, the Big Ten officially announced that they are going to be playing college football this season. It's not going to begin until the weekend of October 24th, but at the time that the announcement was made that the Big Ten is going to return to the football field this year, they didn't have the schedule ready to unveil to the public just yet. I don't know exactly what the delay was. It's just probably just a matter of making sure everything is ironed out, making sure everything is good to go before they officially announce that schedule. Or maybe it was just a strategy to release that schedule on a Saturday when there are no games being played, and it was a relatively light weekend for the college football schedule as it was. So maybe review revealing that Big Ten schedule on a Saturday. Maybe that was part of his strategy. I I don't know. Either way, we finally have that Big Ten schedule ready to look through each game every week of the season, see where Penn State's playing, who they're playing, and when they're going to be playing. And like I said, the Big Ten schedule as a whole will begin on the weekend of October 24th, the week before Halloween. And for Penn State, it's going to open up on the road against the Indiana Hoosiers. That'll be Penn State's season opener on the road in Bloomington on October 24th. A week later is going to be the game of the season for Penn State, and something we're going to talk a lot more about in this particular episode, and I'm sure we'll be breaking it down many, many times between now and Halloween. Halloween, October 31st, Penn State will host the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is the game that has been the game of the year on our Big Ten schedule for all season long, all year long. Every time we've looked at any version of the Big Ten schedule, this is the game that people have been pinpointing as potentially the game of the year for the Big Ten. We'll talk a little bit more about the importance of that game and why it's so key that that game is being played as early as it is later in today's episode. Penn State's schedule will continue at home the following week on November 7th when they host the Maryland Terrapins, and it'll go back on the road the following week, November 14th at Nebraska. So right out of the gate, first four games of this season, obviously the Ohio State game is going to be huge, but not a bad schedule for Penn State to potentially get off to a pretty good start here. Win or lose that Ohio State game, you should be looking at a 3-1 Penn State team going into the mid-stretch of this regular season. That mid-stretch is going to continue on November 21st with a home game against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And then it's going to take two back-to-back road games 
First, November 28th at Michigan. That's a big game right there. And then the following week, December 5th at Rutgers. The season's going to conclude at home against the Michigan State Spartans on December 12th. And if all things go well for Penn State this year, they will be playing in the Big Ten Championship game on December 19th. That game will be in Indianapolis. I believe that has been confirmed. I don't think that's been altered from its traditional venue, at least at this point in time. But uh, the Big Ten Championship game will be scheduled for December 19th. And of course, also on December 19th, that's going to be a unique twist on the regular season schedule this year, where the Big Ten is going to not just have their Big Ten Championship game between their two division champions, but they're also going to pair up the entire Big Ten league, division versus division. So your second place team is going to take on your second place team. Your third place team will take on your third place team, so on and so forth, all the way down to your seventh place team going against your seventh place team. I don't know if it's been explained how they're going to determine who gets the home field advantage in those games. Uh, maybe they alternate. Uh, well, second place team plays in the East Stadium, third place in the West. I don't know if those details have been hired out yet. Uh, so if that has been something that's been confirmed, please excuse my ignorance on that particular subject. But it's an interesting twist, and it allows every team in the Big Ten a chance to play a ninth game. I'm wondering how many teams are going to want to play that ninth game, but uh, that's something that we can talk about later on in the season as it's coming together. But the most important thing is that will be the day of the Big Ten Championship game. And of course, the following day is when the College Football Playoff Selection Committee is going to be scheduled to make their decisions on who's actually going to play in the College Football Playoff. But lots of ground to cover before we even get to that. But the big news is Penn State has a schedule now. This is the third time we've had a 2020 Big Ten schedule for Penn State. And of course, there have been a couple twists here as they've continued to try and revise the schedule. And I think it's a pretty good draw for Penn State because uh, as far as the crossover games are concerned, they get Nebraska, they get Iowa, they dodge Wisconsin, they dodge Minnesota. Now, of course, that could change if the uh, December 19th Big Ten Champions Week, East versus West, you probably get a chance at one of those teams in either the Big Ten Championship game or maybe in a second place game, you maybe even a third place game, but let's not talk about that one just yet. But uh, so there's still a very good chance chance that you're going to be able to play a team like Wisconsin or Minnesota by the end of the season. But the way that the schedule is set up right now, uh, there is no Wisconsin, there is no Minnesota. So this is a pretty decent schedule. I think the, the biggest uh, hurdles that Penn State will have outside of that Ohio State game, of course, again, we'll talk about that one later, but a road game to Michigan and a road game to Nebraska. Now, every time that I've broken down Penn State's Big Ten schedule. Those are two games that I have circled for a variety of reasons. I feel like Nebraska is a little bit of a wild card factor. And originally, I didn't like the original spot of that Nebraska game because it was later in the season, back when Penn State had a full season to work with and to look forward to. And I just felt like it was a dangerous spot because uh, I believe it was a week after playing Minnesota, or Indiana on the road, which was also a dangerous spot. I love the fact that Penn State gets Indiana right out of the gate. I don't think it's as nearly as much of a trap game, even though it's right before Ohio State. I feel like getting Indiana out of the way early is probably good, especially since it's on the road. I don't think it's as, as dangerous a situation and a spot on the schedule as it originally was during the previous versions of the Big Ten schedule. The same thing for Nebraska, uh, because you know, they're, they're going to get a home game against Maryland to redeem themselves one way or the other after playing Ohio State, two home games, and then going on the road against Nebraska. I, I still think Nebraska it could be a potential problem in Lincoln. We'll see what happens with Nebraska this year. Uh, certainly, I do think that Penn State's a better team. I just don't like the fact that they have to go out to Lincoln, Nebraska. There's something just a little bit daunting about that to me looking at the schedule 
But I don't think it's as nearly as much of an intimidating challenge as it potentially could have been under the previous version, the original version of Penn State's 2020 schedule. The road game at Michigan still is going to be interesting, though. And obviously, it's a very key game uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, Penn State has had troubles in Ann Arbor. It doesn't matter when that game has been played. Going to Michigan is not a fun experience for Penn State. So again, I, I do think Penn State is a better team, but there's just something about going to Ann Arbor. It doesn't matter when in the schedule it is. That's a dangerous spot for Penn State. But the big game, of course, is going to be that Ohio State game. The entire fate of the season very much falls on what happens against the Buckeyes. Let's talk about that in our next segment. So I know you guys are hungry to see Penn State get back on the football field, and I'm hungry too. And when I get hungry, I turn to Built Bar because these are protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar. It is a delightful experience, and they're even better than they were before. Some would say they're even more deliciouser than they've ever been before, and that's because they've got six brand new flavors on top of their 12 outstanding existing flavors from the past. You know I'm a big fan of the orange flavor from their original batch, Well, I'm looking forward to trying out some more of their new and improved flavors, including the caramel brownie. I also recommend the cookies and cream flavor. In fact, throw it in the fridge, cool it up for a little bit, and then bite into it. It's going to be a delightful treat. You're talking about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. These things are perfect for anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight. They've been a staple of my mid-morning snack routine at work. It really helps me get through the next couple of hours until I get to a lunch break. There's no better way for me to feel full and satisfied and energized, ready to go. Built Bars are great. And if you want to check them out for yourself, I highly advise you to do that. Go to BuiltBar.com, and when you place an order, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They're going to give you $10 off your next order. And on top of that, while supplies last, they're going to throw in a free cooler with all of your purchases. So not only are you saving $10 on a delicious protein bar that's going to fill you up and taste just like a chocolate bar, but they're also going to give you a free cooler to keep those things nice and cool and refreshing. I'm telling you, there's no better way to enjoy a Built Bar than throwing it in the refrigerator, then throw it in your cooler and enjoy it. It's like a nice, cool, relaxing snack. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On. you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. I'm taking my car in for its annual inspection later this week, and I feel pretty good that it's going to pass the inspection because I've been trying to do a better job of maintaining things on my own in these weird times that we live in right now. And the best way for me to have been doing that is by using rockauto.com. That's right. You go to rockauto.com, you type in the make a model of your car or truck, and it's going to bring you up their entire catalog of everything they have available for you for your specific vehicle. And it's going to break it down by category. So if you're looking for floor mats, if you're looking for oil, you're looking for wipers, a new headlight light my goodness finding out the right headlight or the wiper for your car it's a cumbersome task but rockauto.com makes it incredibly easy for you and i think you're going to find that for yourself so go to rockauto.com and enter the make a model of your car or truck and find all the parts that are available to you make sure to write in locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com It really doesn't matter what version of Penn State's 2020 schedule we have taken a look at. We've broken this thing down, I don't know how many times, and it's possible we may do so once again before the start of the season on October 24th. But the game that we always come back to, as far as what Penn State's destiny could be in the 2020 season, always comes back to that Ohio State game. Now, we know Ohio State has been the team to beat in the Big Ten for a number of years now, and deservedly so. There's just so much talent there. But Penn State has 
found a way to play them a little bit closer and tighter than pretty much everybody in the Big Ten on a relatively consistent basis. Now, I know the box score may look slanted heavily in favor of Ohio State in some of those games, but take a look at those final scores. Take a look at how much Ohio State has had to overcome to win some of those matchups against Penn State. And you can see no team in the Big Ten has given Ohio State as much trouble as Penn State on a regular basis, on an annual basis. Yes, Ohio State has some bad losses to some mediocre teams at best on the road. But there's just something about the Penn State matchup where things are a little bit more competitive. And a lot of people have said on a national level that James Franklin and the way that they've recruited has really elevated the kind of talent pool that Penn State has to work with. And it's not necessarily caught up to Ohio State. There's still a gap between what Ohio State does and what Penn State and the rest of the Big Ten are doing as far as their talent is concerned. And that has shown to be a very key difference that has helped Ohio State on a number of occasions, not just against Penn State. But I do feel as though certainly the, the program that James Franklin has established together and built with uh, the program through recruiting right now, it's in a much better position to compete with Ohio State. And going into this season, when we had full regular season schedules to look at and we were expecting that maybe things were going to be a little bit back to normal by now, Penn State was being highly regarded as a team that was not only on the college football playoff radar, but had a very good chance to be in the college football playoff. But of course, the, the big hurdle that stood in the way was Ohio State. Uh, whether or not you felt like there was a two-team argument to be made if Penn State managed to beat Ohio State at the end of the year, Penn State was going to be the next best team possible to be a candidate for the college football playoff out of the Big Ten. And as I look at the Big Ten schedule now, I don't think any of that has changed. You know, Ohio State is still the team to beat. Penn State is still probably the team that has the best shot to beat them. Uh, again, doesn't mean that Ohio State is going to run through the table here, but a road game at Penn State, even without fans, it's still going to be a little bit of a challenge because of what talent Penn State has on the field. Solid running game, solid defense. If Sean Clifford can develop some chemistry with some of his wide receivers, that makes him an even more deadly asset or de uh, deadly threat to what Ohio State is trying to do this upcoming season. Again, not taking anything away from Ohio State. I still think that they are the team to beat. I still think there's a very good chance that they probably go undefeated. But, <laughs> and here's the big but, this schedule is set up very well for Penn State to make a run to the Big Ten Championship. And again, the, the mentality, the, the logic that goes into saying this has not changed at all during whatever version of the schedule we have been talking about. Penn State is going to be the best team on the field, arguably, every week of the season, except for when they play Ohio State. But beating Ohio State is not at all out of the realm of possibility. And that makes this season something very much to look forward to if you're the Nittany Lions. Now, I understand we're probably going to see some sloppiness at the beginning of the season. That has been the recurring trend on a weekly basis these last couple weeks as more teams have started to get on the field for the first time. No, not always necessarily the case. Uh, you know, Clemson has been fine. <laughs> Oklahoma's been fine. UCF looks pretty good in their first game against Georgia Tech. But the general theme seems to have been some sloppy play, some disjointed play, uh, the Team, the time that teams get out on the field for the first time. And there's a variety of reasons for that. You know, this has been a very unique offseason. You haven't been able to go through the typical offseason regimen. Uh, both Ohio State and Penn State are dealing with those same circumstances. But the motivation factor, I think, is going to help programs like Ohio State and Penn State get off to better starts. And obviously, now that we have a lot of time to prepare for the start of the season, maybe that's going to bode well for the Buckeyes and the Nittany Lions. Uh, and getting one game under their belts, to in week in that week one of the Big Ten schedule before they go head to head, you know maybe you can knock off some of the rust on both sides of the field here, 
for both programs. So I think by the time that that week two game, <laughs> it feels weird saying week two on Halloween, comes around, uh, Penn State and Ohio State are going to play the game of the year in the Big Ten. And it's a very much the game that's pr- probably going to decide the Big Ten East. And here's why. If Penn State wins this game against Ohio State, and stop me if you've heard this before, there's almost nothing that's going to stand in the way of playing for the Big Ten Championship. And I say that because they will have a key, very key, head-to-head tiebreaker with Ohio State should they beat Ohio State on October 31st. So that puts them one step ahead of Ohio State to get into the Big Ten Championship. We're not even talking about the college football playoff yet. We're just talking right now, just getting to the Big Ten Championship game. If you have a head-to-head tiebreaker with Ohio State, you're going to be in excellent shape. Because that affords Penn State the opportunity to lose one game anywhere else in their regular season schedule, and they're still going to be in ahead of Ohio State based on their head-to-head tiebreaker. So there's no question that this is a very key game for Penn State. They have to win this game if they want to play for the Big Ten Championship in all likelihood, because I don't think Ohio State's going to lose two games in their Big Ten schedule Even if they lose to Penn State, I don't think they lose a second game. I think they're that much better than everybody else that they're going to be playing. So you win against Ohio State, and you've got an excellent chance to play for the Big Ten Championship. Now, that doesn't mean that Penn State's off the hook. They still have a lot of business to take care of. Uh, Iowa is no team to take lightly. Uh, I've said many times, there's something about that road game at Nebraska that should concern me just a little bit. And the road game at Michigan is always a challenge for Penn State. So they still will have plenty of work ahead of them, even if they beat Ohio State. So it's not just a waltz back to Indianapolis for the first time since that 2016 season. Penn State's going to have a lot of business to take care of. But if you can take care of Ohio State, there should be nothing that stops Penn State from playing for the Big Ten Championship. Yes, they can lose a game, but there should be nothing that stands in the way of a trip to Indianapolis by the end of the season. They are better than Maryland by far. They are better than Nebraska. They're better than Iowa. I think they're better than Michigan, but I do think that Michigan is a team that is going to be a problem. And they're way better than Rutgers. They're better than Michigan State, and they're going to get Michigan State at home. So you beat Ohio State. You should be playing in Indianapolis. And I don't think there's any reason to excuse not playing for a Big Ten championship if you beat Ohio State. So... That's why all the focus is going to be on this Ohio State game on October 31st. It's the game of the year for Penn State. Typically, the game against Ohio State is the game of the year anyway by default, but that's even more so the case this year because James Franklin has a very good team coming into the season, and if they beat Ohio State, that makes them not just the Big Ten favorite, but that makes them a very strong candidate to be included in the college football playoff for the first time in program history. And if you're going to do it, why not do it in 2020? Because all rules are off right now. Why not have Penn State in the college football playoff? You beat Ohio State, and you should be going to the college football playoff. Last Thursday, when the Big Ten announced that they were going to be playing Big Ten football this upcoming fall, the Big Ten Network had an interview with head coach James Franklin, among the many interviews that they were doing during their live coverage of the big news of the day. And during James Franklin's interview with the Big Ten Network, Pat Fryermuth, tight end for Penn State, came in and broke into and made a surprise announcement, or maybe not a surprise announcement, but confirmed that he was going to be playing football for the Nittany Lions this fall. Now, immediately after the decision and announcement from Fryermuth was made, all eyes turned to what could potentially happen with Micah Parsons. Now, we didn't get a chance to really comment this on this too much on our Friday episode of the podcast. We did allude to it a little bit, but I still say, you know, before we jump ahead of things here, I would not expect Micah Parsons to play for Penn State this year. That's just my gut reaction. I still feel as though he's on a path to take that next step to the NFL, and I don't know if we're going to see him 
uh, decide to come back. However, after I recorded that podcast and put it out there, I saw his timeline. I saw that he was putting out the idea that he was maybe weighing some decisions on maybe potentially coming back. And there's been no real confirmation that that is what he's been deciding on. But it is very interesting timing to see that tweet be thrown out there. So I didn't really take too much into it and kind of overreact to that. But it does raise the eyebrow a little bit. As we're starting to see some players decide to opt back into the college football season, not just within the Big Ten now, but also uh, through the SEC. We've seen players that have opted out decide to opt back in for one reason or another. Uh, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. I don't know if he's officially come back to Minnesota now that they are going to be playing football this year, but that looks like another decision that could be made as well. So when James Franklin got a chance to go on the Fox Big Noon kickoff show on Saturday after the schedule was officially revealed, one of the questions that was brought to him was whether or not there's been some conversation with Micah Parsons uh, about a potential coming back to Penn State this fall. And while James Franklin didn't say one way or the other what Micah Parsons' decision is going to be, he did say that there is dialogue and it's constructive, it's positive, and uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the they're working and making sure that they're going to prepare for Micah Parsons being back because James Franklin did allude that this is a little bit of a different situation. He made Micah Parsons made his decision to opt out uh, a little early on and he's now based out in, I guess, Los Angeles and he's fully preparing himself for training, for the NFL draft, the scouting combine, all that stuff that is typically expected of a player that's ready to make that next jump. So it does seem as though the writing's on the wall that Micah Parsons has officially moved on from playing football for Penn State. We're not going to slam the door on this just yet because it is a possibility. And until there's an official confirmation one way or the other, it's still something that can be asked. And yeah, there there could be uh, some upside potential to coming back and playing another season, but there's really nothing more for Micah Parsons to prove at this point. He was already going to be among the top defensive players on the board in the 2021 NFL draft, uh, whether or not he was playing the season or not. He was already highly regarded in that fashion. I don't think his stock could go up much higher. And if he came back, it could probably only go down from there. So there's really no incentive as far as the next level is concerned for Micah Parsons to come back to pay for Penn State. That doesn't mean we wouldn't love to see him play in a Penn State uniform, at least for a few more games. Uh, maybe he can just come back for the Ohio State game. I don't know. But uh, I, I do think that uh, the, the the time has passed for Micah Parsons, I think, at Penn State. That's just my gut reaction. I haven't changed my stance on that just yet. Again, we have a lot of time before the start of this Penn State season is going to get started. So who knows what's going to potentially change? I mean, there could still be some players that may decide to opt out. This whole thing could be shut down at any given notice. You just don't know. But I do think that we're starting to hit a stride here where football is going to be played. All right. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the schedule is going to be uninterrupted because I, <laughs> I've i seen far too many games already to this point in the season be adjusted for one reason or another. So I, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping that the Penn State and the Big Ten can get this season underway uh, at the time that they have planned and not have to deal with any of these cancellations and modifications to the schedule because there's really no wiggle room at all for adjusting the schedule at this point. Uh, especially if you've got a team that's going to be playing in the Big Ten Championship game. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, A team like Ohio State, Penn State, you know, I think you want to get in all these eight games <laughs> one way or the other because I don't know what you do if you have to make any adjustments. So uh, as far as Michael Parsons is concerned, obviously we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, if there's any progress in a potential return and opting back in to Penn State for this upcoming season, we will certainly address it. 
I'm just not holding my breath on it. So don't get your hopes up too much. That's all I'm saying. All right. I think that the, the, the time has passed for Michael Parsons. He's ready to take that next step. And he did have some concerns about uh, the coronavirus at the time that he had opted out. So he, he put that out there. And I think everybody was on the same page there. And I don't think a whole lot of that has changed. Obviously, the testing protocols have been advanced since that decision was made and since the Big Ten decided to uh, postpone their fall season. A lot has happened as far as the science uh, and you know, treatment and the handling of uh, addressing and detecting this virus. So uh, who knows how much that weighs into the conversation. But I do think that uh, Michael Parsons coming back to play for Penn State. I wouldn't hold your breath on it. That's just my gut reaction. Let me know what you guys think. You can reach out to us at any time, of course, on our social media platforms, such as Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Twitch. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. But I want to make sure you guys tune in to the Locked on Big Ten podcast where I'm over there with Ben Stevens today on Monday, breaking down all things Big Ten schedule release uh, related. So if you want to get more of a Big Ten schedule analysis, Hop on over to the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review over there as well. Lots of good stuff there. And, of course, we do new episodes Monday through Friday on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Ben Stevens with a rotating list of co-hosts. I'm there every Monday talking about what happened in the previous weekend and taking a look at some of the news and headlines from around the Big Ten and beyond there. So make sure you check out Locked On Big Ten today. Don't forget, I'll also be on the Locked On College Football podcast over on Thursday. We do Monday through Friday episodes there as well with different hosts and co-hosts throughout the week. So lots of stuff happening on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, lots of stuff happening on the Locked On College Football podcast. And of course, I thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. We'll have a few more episodes for you this week. We will dive more into the upcoming season as we move forward here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you hit that subscribe button in your podcasting app right now. Leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, check us out on Instagram and Twitch by using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. You can check my work out on AthonSports.com as well as my Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. Lots of stuff going on this week. It's going to be a lot of fun talking some Big Ten football with you in the coming weeks ahead. Thank you so much for listening. Go 1-0 today. We'll come back and do it again very soon. I'll talk to you guys later.